The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, the Eagles' present to us was a win, however sloppy it might have been uh, on, I was going to say, Monday Night Football. It was Monday afternoon football. Uh, the Eagles snapped the three-game losing streak. They beat the New York Giants 33-25 to in a game that was not without uh, its minor cardiac events down the stretch, but the Eagles pull it out. They now sit at 11-4. and Due to the Cowboys' loss, they hold their own fate in terms of winning the division, in terms of hosting a playoff game, uh, and we're here to break it all down. I'm joined today by Rachel. Uh, we're going to do a quick post-game show. Obviously, it's Christmas. We've got all kinds of other things going on, but uh, Rachel, the Eagles, for the first time in a month, won a football game. How does that feel? I thought I would feel better about this win after three straight losses but I'm still just not satisfied like I'm still not like in a great mood you know you would think you know they beat them I mean it was closer than we'd like they put up 33 points but we were still stressed I still can't get over the third quarter and the fact that the Giants had 15 unanswered points that's one of my biggest biggest takeaways like I just can't get over that and so you would think oh they won but because it was still comfortable, because we were still stressing in this game, I'm just not satisfied. So thank you, Santa, for the win. But at the same time, eh, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I think I think fans would feel a lot better. Obvious. I mean, they'd feel a lot better if it was a bigger win. And honestly, it should have been. And, and we can play the would have, should have, could have game a lot yeah. when you're at the end of December and you're still having to talk about what could have been, it's never a great sign, but you look at this game, the Eagles win by eight and you see a baffling special teams error. I don't know what Alameda Zacchaeus was doing, turning around running the wrong way that leads to an easy touchdown for the giants. You have Dallas Goddard slipping on what turns into a pick six. Um, And there was one other miscue I was going to point out, but those two alone, I mean, that's 14 points for the Giants. Like, this very easily could have been a 33-11 or better game if you have those two offensive possessions. And so, I, I, overall, like, what you saw is encouraging, I think, offensively and defensively. And yet, at the end of the day, it, it's a one-score game that came down to a shot at the end zone. And once again, the the same issues are popping up. The, the offense doesn't have answers to the blitz. The defense is getting you know one sack on Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor combined when 
they were averaging five sacks per game over like the last two and a half months of football. And so there's a lot of things we could feel positive about, yeah. but I don't blame people at all if you feel really negative because the same issues seem to continue to be here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, one of the bright spots is Christmas. So I'm trying to be, you know, joyful and cheerful and all that kind of stuff. Britt and Covey, you know, um, started off very, very strong. So special teams, I know you and uh, Jess always like to talk about special teams. So shout out to Britt and Covey for having a big day. Also, shout out to Grant Calcaterra for having a career game. Um, but, yeah, like you said, the, the offense, there's definitely still issues. The turnovers remain an issue for these this Philadelphia Eagles team. I saw you tweet about the one um, turnover that shouldn't be credited for Jalen Hurts with the Dallas Goddard slip, or was that the Grant Calcaterra? I don't know. Somebody slipped. Um, I did see you tweet about that. But, yeah, the um, turnover just continue to be an issue, and that's not good as we get closer to the postseason somebody mentioned that earlier it's just going to be a sad postseason if these issues aren't fixed asap yeah absolutely i mean it's the little things that continue to become bigger things um you know holding on the first play of a drive that puts you behind the sticks at first and 20 and you're facing a team that is very blitz happy and the eagles struggle against the blitz jalen hurt struggles against the blitz he does not want to step up um it's situational football. Like, you know, before halftime, the Eagles went empty. And generally, I like the Eagles offense in empty because it allows you to get a look at the defense. But for the Eagles who struggle with answers to the blitz against the Giants who want to blitz more than anything, all going empty does is just guarantee you can get a free runner. And the Eagles don't know what to do with that. And so they had the sequence where they ran from empty once, Hurts immediately bails from the pocket and throws it away. And I said, you know, you should probably not go from empty again. And they did it the same, the next play and the same thing happened. And that's where Hertz jukes inbounds. And I, I thought that was kind of a bailout call from the officials for the delay of game. The Eagles should have walked into halftime without even getting a field goal there. And it, it's just some, there's some play calling and play sequencing things that I don't like. Um, not every team blitzes like the Giants do. I mean, honestly, really just the Giants and the Vikings blitz with that frequency Vikings might be in the playoff and other teams might start to throw this at you. And so that's something that the Eagles are going to have to deal with, but we could flip it and we could look on the positive side and say, you know, Jalen hurts threw for over 300 yards. It's first time. And I don't know how long he, even though it was so blitz happy, he only took one sack. Uh, The Eagles rushed for 170 yards. Like in terms of yardage, it was there. It was just some key mistakes, you know, the, the fumble or not the, sorry, the fumble, the interception, which people were talking about the interception. That's just, that's simply not on Jalen hurts. I mean, he he's reading that. And I, I, I went through the gambit. So I'll break this play down here live on the post game show. We don't do this very often, but uh, I saw people saying, you know, he's staring Goddard down and the guy's breaking on it already at the throw. I mean, it's a cornerback against your tight end. He's not going to fight through Goddard to get that. And he's looking at Goddard because that's the first read. It's it's an out route against off coverage. And so you're going to throw that if he doesn't break down fast enough. And he didn't. The problem is Goddard slips and Hertz is already throwing the football. There's not, there's really nothing. That's a tremendous bad break. That's not on Hertz. It's not, I mean, I don't know, maybe Goddard should wear different cleats. I don't know, but it's just a bad break. But when you get those things piling up, you know, there have been so many turnovers this year. You get so many penalties in this game. It tends to snowball. And I get the frustration with that one. Uh, but 
there's a lot of things that you could be frustrated about in this game. That's probably not one of them. Fair. Um, so, yeah. Also, you already touched on like the fluke incident that happened with Boston Scott uh, with the punt return. We didn't get our Boston Scott game. Like we wanted to see like a big performance from him and he only had like three yards or something. It was very yeah, yeah. Yeah, one carry for three yards. So that was good. I mean, DeAndre Swift had a good day, a good game. Kenny Gainwell had a good game. So you know that's great for them. But Boston Scott, like, dang, we wanted to feed him, and it just did not happen. So yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, the other fluke thing I was going to talk about was the Reed Blankenship touchdown. It looks like the looks like the Eagles are in quarters, and so Reed Blankenship has no help if the number if both receivers go vertical, and they did. And it looked like he was just sitting waiting for a break and got beat over the top. And uh, so, I mean, you look at the pick six, the fumble on the kickoff, this long touchdown. That's twenty two of the Giants' twenty five points. Now. They still move the ball some, and you would like to see them getting pressure. But generally speaking, pass rush aside, because it's really disappointing by the pass rush, but thought it was generally an okay performance by the defense. Shaq Leonard, the, the linebackers played as well as you could have hoped for, considering you were missing you know, linebacker one, two, and three, and you were trying Nolan Smith and Ben Van Sumeren. And uh, it, it was not you know Shaq Leonard after the way that he played last week, having to rely on him a lot. It didn't just totally fall apart. Now, again, we can give the caveat. It's the Giants. But uh, at this point in the season, after the last three weeks, I think you take any win over any opponent and you just be happy with it for now. Mad Noise Chanel, or Ch- Channel, that's what it says, uh, is shouting out Keely Ringo uh, for another good game. So shout out to him for the end of the game uh, pick, you know, interception. So that was really nice to see down the stretch. Um, I know you and um, Johnny Page talked about him in this week's episode. So what do you, well, that was not a lot that we saw from him, but I just wanted to mention that another good week from him. So nice out on the defense. Yeah, and Hassan Reddick, who continues to be a closer, there was that one. Wasn't there like the roughing the passer call on him? Was that on Reddick? Yeah, that was on the last drive. Yeah, jump started their last. Drive. I know a lot of people were kind of upset about that. They didn't think that that was you know valid, but you know, shout out to Hassan Reddick. He was all over the place. Um, definitely the closer should be his nickname for sure. Definitely saved a touchdown too on the third and one where the giants lined up under center and ran the play, ran a play action pass. And he was pursuing Tyrod Taylor, who was rolling left. 
had a guy wide open, just couldn't get good enough on it with Reddick chasing him. So Reddick definitely saved a touchdown there. Uh, you know, shout out to Brian Dable for asking his quarterback to roll left instead of right on that play. Probably makes a big difference. But um, yeah, Keely Ringo looks good. Um, I, I'll be anxious to go back and watch him. I thought he played really well last week. Uh, that's hard to you know catch on broadcast, but he obviously he seals the game with the interception. Yeah. Uh, the play after James Bradbury gives up a 20 yard pass uh, on fourth and eight. And by the way, once again, every completed pass on the final drive, guess who was the cornerback that was trash. It's James Bradbury. Oh. Again. You get the, so you get the, the passer, not pass interference. Sorry. You get the roughing the passer that was 15 yeah. yards, two incomplete passes third down. They throw Darren Waller on a slant against Bradbury. And then they threw to the flat, which Bradbury was in the flat. That one's fine. It was three yards. But then on fourth and seven, he gives up the 20-yard completion. And then Keely Ringo picks it off in the end zone. So, yeah, once again, every pass on the backup quarterback on the final drive against James Bradbury is not a look that I want to see again this season, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, mm, that's tough, though, because I feel like, I mean, he is the veteran player, but do you think they're going to make a change when it comes to him? with the bright spots that we are seeing for some, from some of the younger guys, do you see that happening or no? You think they're going to ride it out with him as we go into the postseason? Yeah, I don't know. I know I would put Ringo out there. I think he's earned it at this point. Um, honestly, the best chance of that happening is probably if Slay doesn't play the next two weeks and Ringo continues to play well and Bradbury continues to struggle. Uh, but with Darius Slay being you know, practicing this week, I would assume you're going to see Slay play sooner rather than later. Yeah. And I'm not sure that they will make that move, but it's something I would definitely like to see. I mean, that doesn't mean you can't use Bradbury some in the slot, mm -hmm. uh, but I've been really impressed with what I've seen out of Ringo over the, you know, over these two weeks with him actually on the field. Yeah. Same. So, and then of course, you know, shout out to Jake Elliott. Yeah. Mr. Automatic. <laughs> uh, Jake Elliott, four of four kicking field goals on the game uh, the long of 44, obviously he puts them up eight there at the end of the game. And I mean, if there's a season MVP award for the Eagles this year, like it absolutely had not in jest. It absolutely has to be Jake Elliott. Who's just been lights out all season. Um, I did not think at the start of this season that the thing we would continually talk about would be how good the special teams was. Yeah. And yet here we are aside from the random kickoff thing. Yeah. Uh, but Britton Covey has been really good in the return game. Mm -hmm. I loved him coming up on that one that was that second punt the Giants had that was shanked and he came up and fielded it off of bounce. And you don't see guys do that very often. It was a high bounce. So, I mean, he had time to get under it. Uh, liked what I've seen from him. Man has done a good job punting. Jake Elliott, of course, is almost automatic. I won't say automatic. I don't want to jinx yeah, him. Yeah. He's almost automatic. Yeah. Uh, 24 of 26 this season, seven of eight from 50 plus yards. Um, you feel really good about Elliot with, if it comes down to it with a game on the line, which hopefully won't happen in the next two weeks, by the way, that can't be happening. The next and two Giants weeks. again. Like, no, please. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to head over to Twitter. Cause the first thing that I saw were two of the points that you just mentioned as I opened up Twitter, um, Elliot saved Christmas. That was the very first one that I saw. So, yay. Um, and also, I saw another one that I wanted to just mention. Oh, no, somebody said no Boston. Boston Scott score. It says no Boston score. Um, so, yeah, I already mentioned that one. That was rough. Bench Bradbury forever. 
Um, not really seeing, oh, spoke too soon. Fire Sirianni into Johnson. So that's the only like fire anybody I'm seeing. Of course, people are fed up with Bradbury. Uh, yeah, so not very impressed. First round exit, terrible, very effing, exhausted, don't feel better. Somebody said, are we ass? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. People might need to watch a little bit of the tail end of the NFC. I guess the tail end of the NFC right now is the Seahawks, though. So maybe I should retract yeah. that comment. Yeah, no, we're not gonna. Say but uh, yeah, the, here's the thing that sticks out to me on offense. I mean, I thought the they moved the ball better. I liked we got a under we got a play action pass. Yeah. I tweeted out last uh -huh. week on my all 22 film review. I said one of these days the Eagles will throw a pass from under center and it'll be like a 60 yard touchdown because they've only done it one time this season. We got the play action pass. It was an explosive game. Uh, it, it was a big day for the brand there. Uh, we got uh, a ton of pistol runs, which I like. Uh, eventually you're going to have to build out a passing attack out of pistol though as well. So hopefully they can flesh that out. But this, the thing about the offense negatively to point out is they still just can't close out games. Um, I had gone back and detailed that out last week that the Eagles were two of 13 and run the clock out situations this mm -hmm. year with a lead. And again, in this game, you have the ball um, and you are up, what was it, up nine with eight minutes left and they kicked a field goal, which doesn't really do anything for you. It turns a two-score two game into a two-score game. New York immediately scores the touchdown. And so the Eagles get the ball back up five with five minutes left. And I mean, they ran a lot of the clock out, but you still kicked a field goal with a minute 10 left and you put your defense back on the field in a one score game. So two of 15 this year running the clock out. And for a team that knows their defense isn't very good, you really don't want to have to live with asking them to continue to make stops. And so that's something they got to get straightened out. Going under pistol worked. They were running the ball well from pistol, but eventually you just got a little too predictable there. You've got to have some sort of pass, a boot action off of that. So uh, hopefully the Eagles can pitch some change-ups there and figure out how to close these games out. Yeah, Shane should just be the OC. I don't want you guys turning on me. I know how that's going to go. Let's get the other Shane. I'm good with the other Shane. We'll bring Steichen back. I don't want any part of this. You guys all know where to find me on Twitter. That's what it says. We've done well with dudes called Shane leading the offense. <laughs> I can't dispute that. Right. That stat might not hold true. We might be one for two with <laughs> this Shane called the offense. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right. Well, what anything else that stuck out to you offensively in this game, Rachelle? Or I guess defensively, either way. Um I mean, like I already mentioned, Grant Calcaterra. I mean, that was nice to see, like, the career game from him. In the beginning, I was like, whoa, like, we." I really did miss seeing um, Dallas Goddard. I know he finished uh -huh. with – where is it at? Just had it. Seven for 71. Yeah, so it was nice to see uh, Dallas Goddard getting back involved. He didn't have, like, a big game last week. That was, like, his first game back. Um, I don't know how many, how much – how many yards Saquon Barkley finished with? Barkley had uh, 80 yards and a touchdown on 23 carries. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was nice to see, you know, our 
targets. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith had his touchdown. That was beautiful. And um, Dallas Goddard, love to see it. Also, I, I am a Hassan Reddick stand. Like, I love him. And I think he's a phenomenal player. So he just makes me happy when I see him. But like, I, like you already mentioned, we would love to see the pass rush getting after them a little bit more, especially because the Giants are leading right now in the NFL with a lot like sacks allowed. And so um, let's see how many sacks the birds had today. Just the one. one. So it was like going yeah. into this game, knowing that like similar to the commanders when they were going up against um, Sam Howe, it was like, we wanted to see a little bit more from the birds, you know, just getting after the quarterback. And you would think that similar to the commanders where they were allowing so many sacks, the giants are leading the NFL and allowing sacks right now. Last week, uh, there were seven sacks allowed. And so it was like, I would have liked to see them getting after mind you, they did end up benching Tommy DeVito early on. And it was Tyrod Taylor, two different style playing quarterbacks, but still would have been nice to seeing them getting after the quarterback a little bit more defensively. And I know that that's something that's continued to be an issue in the most recent weeks that we wanted to see just the pass rush getting after the quarterback more and seeing way more pressure. So that's something we didn't see. So I guess that's more so like not a bright spot. I try to be optimistic, but that's something that like, all right, we're getting closer to the, um, to the postseason, especially going up against some of these better teams. If you guys can't get after the giants quarterback, like I'm a little bit worried. Yeah, absolutely. I think the defense is going to go as the pass rush goes, even though, you know, even if the Eagles make the switch and you've got Darius Slay, Avante Maddox, Keely Ringo as your corners and they're playing well in the playoffs. You still don't have the linebackers and safeties to just be like a lockdown defense, unless you're pressuring the passer. Like you have got to be able to get home and the Eagles are moving quarterbacks off their spot, but that doesn't matter when you're facing mobile quarterbacks that don't mind getting off that spot anyways and extending plays. And, that's been an Achilles heel for the Eagles all season. I mean, Sam Howell was outside the pocket all game against the yeah. Eagles and was able to evade pressure. And that's what you saw from, you know, Tyrod Taylor in this game, Tommy DeVito, before he got uh, pulled out of the game is they were able to escape yeah. and the rush lane integrity is not there. The contains just not there. And the Eagles pass rush has to figure out how to finish. If you want the Eagles, I don't know why I phrased it that way. Everybody wants the Eagles to make a run in the postseason. If that's going to happen, it's going to be it's going to happen through the pass rush, getting some opportune sacks because the defense is not going to hold teams to 10 points in the playoffs. Yeah, you got to get a few opportune sacks that lead to stops and the offense is going to have to get out of its own way. And they move the ball well in this game. Still just some instances of not getting out of their own way. So those are the things the Eagles need to clean up. But all in all, I do. I know you would expect to beat the Giants by more than eight They're yeah. a bad football team, but. <laughs> I really do leave this game feeling more encouraged than I think the final score dictates uh, just because the offense did look a little bit better. They were able to start running the ball. Hertz had a few runs. Obviously the bailing from the pocket against the blitz is problematic outside of the Vikings. You're not going to face somebody in the playoffs that blitzes that much. And so hopefully you can sort of mitigate that as well. So I guess I leave this game feeling slightly encouraged and hoping the Eagles just come out and blow out the Falcons or the uh, the Cardinals next week. So I can feel really good. Absolutely. I have a good feeling. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is going to about wrap up our abbreviated post game show here. Rachel, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? 
Merry Christmas. I mean, we're doing this on Christmas afternoon. It's still early, so I'm about to go and watch this Ravens 49ers game, but hopefully everybody's been able to enjoy their Christmas day, eat good, spend time with your family, all that good stuff. And thank you guys for tuning in with us and rocking with us. We do appreciate it. Absolutely. So from the BGN crew to everybody watching live, listening later, we wish you guys a Merry Christmas. Thanks for hanging out with us on the post game show. And we will see you guys put this on your calendar. So you don't forget. We will see you guys next Sunday. Yeah. We got a Sunday game after the one o'clock game. Cause that hasn't happened since like week seven when the Eagles bury the Arizona Jonathan Gannon. So tune back in then. We're going to have a party. I really, really hope uh, from all of us at BGN. We wish you guys a Merry Christmas. We will catch you next week. <laughs>